Blog Talk Radio. This is the Change Book Radio Show, global insight and inspiration from life and business. We're brought to you by the fastest growing personal development book series in the world titled The Change. And I'm your host and voice, Stacey Carnaluti, transformational leader and coach, international best-selling author, and founder of High Powered Success Academy and StaceyC.com, The Power to Be. Welcome to The Change. Hey friends, it's Stacey C here. Welcome to the show. We've got an incredible uh, joy bringer with us today. She's just full <laughs> of amazing energy. I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome Pastor Season Bowers. Hi, thank you. I'm so glad. What an honor to be with you today. Oh, so very cool. All right, I'm going to introduce you real quick, and then we'll get right to the juicy stuff. After spending over 30 years as a professional performer on stage, so that explains this. <laughs> you were performing uh, from the time you could walk, it says here. The Lord called you into full-time ministry. You're passionate about releasing freedom and joy to the glory of God. As a radio host, you can be heard on um, 102.5, The Vine in Southern California, and Joy... Um, 99.3 in West Michigan, and your daily Joy Bringer radio feature can be heard on radio stations all across the country. You dream big and you pray even bigger. You and your powerful husband, Chris, are always ready with a big yes to whatever and wherever the Holy Spirit leads you. While full of life and joy, you almost always are full of iced tea. Yeah? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. So welcome to the show, Susan Bauer. We are so honored to have you with us today. So thank you again for thank being you. here. Yeah. Thank You're welcome. you. It's so fun. I love meeting uh, new people who are excited about growing and um, and honoring the Lord and, and revealing goodness and truth to other people. So it's an honor Amen. to be with you. Amen. So cool. So what are you doing? It's like the week before Easter. It's kind of Holy Week stuff. Are you busy with... Um, because you're you're at the church right now, right? I am. Yes. You so are. my uh, I my I have a I have lots of different hats that I wear, and one of them is a pastor, and I'm a pastor at a church called Center Point in uh, Southern California, and I love 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 the best church in the world, and I'm grateful to be a part of it. And so yes, yeah. we are absolutely preparing for Easter. <laughs> we have um, we're actually doing we're doing three days of Easter services, so we start oh, our man. Easter celebrations. Yeah, on um, on Friday. So actually, while I'm talking to you, I'm also um, slightly panicking because I don't know what I'm going to wear yet. And I waited, <laughs> you know, like the smart people started thinking about what they were going to wear on Easter weeks ago. You so did. now I'm going to go and like pick out, pick through what's been picked through at Target and Kohl's or something and figure nice. it out. Yeah, so. You are <laughs> actually a fashion diva. I could tell. Clothes are a big deal. Oh, hardly. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not when my Easter outfits are from Target. So, <laughs> no, but I'm excited. I do. I love it. Yeah. So cool. It's like such exciting time right now. Um, yeah. Radio host, author, your wife and a mom. I mean, you, you do wear a lot of hats. You've got so much going on. It's, it truly is incredible. And your passion really is just bringing joy to the people. And we know that that is the way to muscle up. So we're going to have you kind of talk about your secrets, you know, to strength and power and freedom. So if that's what you listeners yeah. are in, um, if that's what you want to find out about, um, this is the girl right here. She can really help to shatter some patterns. And we're going to talk about, you know, the, the patterns and the paradigms that may be holding all of us back um, to some extent or another. So 
Get ready. She's got a blog. And so I kind of pulled some topics off of her blog at SusanBauer.com. So I want to talk, first of all, about adults asking for permission from one another to do stuff. You talked about, like, you know, your marriage, how this was happening, about letting Chris do things. But let's talk a little bit about that. What do you think about that, asking permission as an adult to one another? Well, you know, I think you you sort of see it in many different ways. Um, we we give other people so much weight and power in our lives. And and that's not necessarily a bad thing. There is a structure. There is the right sort of system of honor. I mean, obviously, I was talking to a, a woman this morning who has a son who just loves to be the, you know, the nonconformist. And mm-hmm. he just wants to be a, a musician and do anything he wants. Well, but even musicians conform to the structure of the music, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. like conformity and coming under authority and structure is not bad. It actually is how we can have joy and freedom, right, when there's mm-hmm. safety and structure. But often we we um, put our happiness and our joy, we put our peace and our security in what other people give us permission to do or to not to do. And therefore, then they are the holders of our peace mm. or our or our joy. And so that particular blog was like, it's called Why I Don't Let My Husband Do Anything. And it sounds like I'm a terrible wife, but it's actually because my husband has freedom to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. And, and we then have the, the power to make strong choices about who we're in relationship with. Because mm. I steal my own joy when I'm trying to control what my husband does, what my children do. Right? The, the power that we live in is the power of choice and the mm-hmm. freedom to choose. And so when we... Um, choose wisely those that we uh, like are, are coming um, into relationship with. We can know that we've chosen wisely. And, and yes, people make mistakes. Yes, people um, hurt us. But when we choose wisely and recognize that my well-being, my security is not as wrapped up in other people's choices as we sometimes think, the truth yeah. is our security and our freedom is in the Lord. And, and for me, that's what powers me is that knowing that um, no matter what choices are made around me, I still, it doesn't affect my identity as a daughter of the king. It doesn't affect my identity as, um, as one that the Lord will fight for because we're called mm-hmm. in scripture to, to be still and let the Lord do that. Yeah. So it, it, it's so much, it's a, it's a energy suck when yeah. when you just spend all your time worrying and trying to control those around you. And mm-hmm. the joy is restored when you just recognize um, that people have the freedom to choose. And, and it's sort of like, um, it's a big, you know, there's been a movement recently in parenting, right? It's like not being a fear-based parent. No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do this. And and when we do that, they, it causes that, that surge of rebellion in our children. Instead of saying, you have a choice. Here are your choices. Let's choose mm-hmm. wisely and learn what a wise choice looks like. Yeah. So yeah. I, have, I have been mightily freed <laughs> from oh, the fear of worrying at any given time, what, what's he going to do? What's he going to choose? Yeah. I made a wise choice, and I chose a man of integrity, and I chose – uh, to be married to someone who um, I trust his choices. Mm-hmm. So that's, and, and so that comes into play with everything. Well, what if my boss chooses to fire me today? Right. Yeah. That's, 
Okay, well, let's go there. Let's yeah. go there. What's up, Philip? <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, what if he? What if your boss does choose to fire you today? What if that person does choose to get behind the wheel after they've had alcohol? What if they do? You know, right? We yeah. cannot fear other people's choices. We have to know with confidence that we are secure. No matter what happens, we're secure mm-hmm. in in the truth that we're protected by the Lord. No matter what our circumstances look like. Yeah. So good. The fruit of the spirit is self-control, right? Self-control. It's not like worry, anxiety. Yeah. Amen. Others, Amen. Because control. Like that's right. That's right. Because control so, is fear. Control is mm-hmm. fear. And so when we're operating in control, we're being controlling, that's really just fear. Anxiety, yeah. worry, fear, all of that. And that's not from the Lord. But the presence of the Lord produces self-control. Yeah, so all I can totally. do is is modify my behavior based on what I know brings joy or doesn't bring joy, right? Real right, joy. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, you can and feel then, it like when you're – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Keep going. Like that alignment with truth, like the minute that you're in the truth, like your whole yeah. body, you could feel it in every cell of your being. Like the, the, the worry yeah. goes away. The fear goes away. You're like <gasps> – I can breathe again. My body can heal again. I can get back to the work of the ministry, right? Like everything right. flows when you're in truth. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So good. So much around all of that, you know, that topic of worry and anxiety. I don't care what kind of, you know, spirituality you practice. That's always the bottom line is getting ourselves out of fear and into a place of absolute love and truth where joy, you know, that's the frequency that we begin to operate. Okay. So the slow arduous path of building strength, you know, we've all done it at the gym. We're all about like focus and determination and, and, and really consistent, you know, massive action. And that's the way that we build strength in the world. But, but in the, in the word, it says to be strong. So it's kind of weird because it's not, it doesn't say build strength. It says be strong and courageous right in Joshua and and you have a very um unique way and that's why I I titled this show muscle up because I feel like this is the secret sauce this is the insider tip to really living strong so tell us what that is what's your oh my gosh yes (laughs) I I like boldly shout from the rooftops don't be strong be joyful (laughs) like right and that is a radical statement don't be strong be (laughs) Joyful, because if we go back to um, Nehemiah 8.10, we've, many of us who, who know a little bit about the word or have been around a, a Christian community, you've heard, the joy of the Lord is my strength, right? We throw yeah. that around, like, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Well, is it? Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I'm not sure that's true. I'm not sure yeah. that people are operating. We like to spout certain Bible verses to make ourselves feel better or to just sound like we're Christians, but that's not, that's not the life of a Christ follower. And when it says in the Bible that the joy of the Lord is my strength, what it really is saying is the joy of the Lord, period. (laughs) The joy of the Lord is my strength. So it's not saying I worked out a lot today. It's not saying I um, have the countenance of a rock or I'm determined and I will, you know, bulldoze through that wall, like your own determination, perseverance, like that's not strength. It says the joy of the Lord is my strength, which means the joy of the Lord, like what is that? Well, it's the joy of who God is in my life and who the Lord is, is my personal 
Savior, bought, paid for, forgiven by the blood of Jesus, created in the image of God, and made whole and holy and righteous through Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is who I am. And that, that like the forgiveness, the mercy, the grace that I'm shown through the love of God, that's where I find my joy. And, yeah. and I say this, and, I, and I'm not kidding, and, but I mean, my joy never changes because my Jesus never changes. So yeah. the joy that I carry in my life and that you can carry and so can everyone else, that joy is the most consistent thing about me because Jesus is the most consistent thing about me. That, God doesn't change. The Lord and his love for me and my status as a daughter in the kingdom, that doesn't change. And if that's the case, the joy of the Lord is my strength, which means I'm recognizing minute by minute, moment by moment, who I am and who my daddy is, right? So my father in heaven. And when I know that, that is always there. So I like to say that one of the, the first things to maintain joy, to choose it and to maintain it and to live full and freely in joy is gratitude. And it sounds so contrite and silly and like, well, yeah, I'll be grateful. But the truth is joy is present. I'll say um, gratitude is the gateway to the kingdom. When you, when you say, gosh, I just feel all the things right now. I don't feel joyful. Feeling joyful is, yes, feelings of happiness and joy are, um, uh, they're markers of joy, but it isn't necessarily a feeling. It's a state of being. Yeah, And you can be joyful and still experience other feelings. But when those other feelings are taking over, the first thing to go to is gratitude. And that gratitude, Mm -hmm. when you're looking around you and going, well, nothing looks very point. (laughs) What is always there is my salvation. It's always there is who God is because it never changes. So my joy never has to change because Jesus doesn't change. So it starts with that. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And everybody can do that, people. Everybody can do it. We have so much abundance. There's so much to be grateful for just for one moment, you know, of, of just that consciousness. Just come into this moment and, and realize really, truly what we do have. You know, it, it doesn't say the joy of God. It, it's interesting that Lord was the chosen word in that Nehemiah verse, because Lord means master, right? The one that's lording or that's calling the shots. And I love that revelation because it, it's just one little shift, you know, like it's not mm. necessarily the joy of God. It's, it's actually the joy of knowing that somebody is in, um, you know, like uh, somebody is there to lead and guide me and, and to fill me and to carry me and to, to be my all, you know, to be everything yeah. I need in order to, to live out this life in, in a graceful way. So I just think that that's beautiful. So good. So good. All right. right well, it's, about, it's the truth, right? Yeah. It's the truth, right? You just can't argue yeah. with that. There's no way. Until he becomes <laughs> your Lord, you're really not going to be able to enter into this place that, that Pastor Stephen's talking about. So um, it's so important. It's so important. I love um, your blog about FOMO, you know, fear of missing out, you know, and, and comparing ourselves <laughs> to other people like, oh, shoot, man, I'm missing out. They're all over there. And I, I can't go today because my kid's sick or whatever, you know. And, and God showed you, um, hey, baby, <laughs> I love to <laughs> intimate. Like I have that kind of really divine romance 
Thomas um, as well. And I love that. He, he said to you, we have everything. You're not missing anything because we together right here, right now, we have everything. So talk to us about that. So yeah, I love, the Lord's like, what do you mean FOMO about them? Like, they should have FOMO about us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he's like, ain't nothing missing here, kiddo. Like, we're good. Aww. And that's that really is the truth. The truth is that um, the Lord is always with us, always. Yeah. And it's it's not a matter of, God, will you come be with me right now? It's, I turn my attention to you because you're already here. Yeah. And when we recognize that the Lord is always with us. And sometimes that's hard for people to recognize because we have, you know, maybe past experiences of not personalizing God, right? Mm. And some of us connect more with the power, with Holy Spirit. Some of us connect more with the person of Jesus or, you know, identifying with God, the Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be, you know, one thing. But, but yeah. God is very, very personal. And yeah. in a personal relationship with us. So however we can turn our mindset to that, for me, it's the, I, I experience the person uh, of Jesus. And yeah. when Jesus says, I'm here, I, I can see, I feel the presence of Jesus. And um, God loves to be included in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And when you recognize the power that God is with you, that's Emmanuel, God with us, God is here yeah. with us. Um, it changes your perspective. It also changes what you choose to do, right? (laughs) You know, if you're like recognizing I've got the Lord with me all the time, what would that, how would that change if, if, if really it manifested in a physical presence and you had whatever that, you know, revealed, however God revealed himself to you, would it change your life? Yeah. And so for those of us who are in seasons where you feel alone and left out, the truth is you're not alone mm-hmm. and you got the good stuff because the yeah. Lord is with you. And that often makes, for me, it, it, it brings up the conversation, all right, Lord, well, then what do you want to do today? And sometimes yeah. God's like, oh, let's make that favorite, you know, brownie batch or let's go <laughs> sit outside and enjoy the sun or let's go to the beach or let's you know what? You need to go take a shower because sometimes <laughs> the Lord is, he meets us in our moment. And when you don't know what to do next, or when you don't feel um, like anyone cares, the Lord is always, always so excited to reveal himself yeah. and be with you in the moment. And you're never, ever lacking when you yeah. recognize who's actually with you. So good. So good. You know, I um, heard a great teaching years ago, and it's I never forgot it, but it, the title of the message was the four most powerful words in the Bible. So, of course, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I got to get got to get there. Um, but God is with you. Yeah. The most powerful like in his presence is that fullness of joy it's everything we could ever need want require desire imagine like every single thing is in him there there truly is that kind of powerful presence and and just the awareness of that is all it takes to snap out of it right to snap out of the excuse or to step into the great thing or to take the bath instead of the shower that's what I did today I was gonna take a shower and then I was like you know no God's like let's do a bath okay let's do a bath you know that's so good it's like those little nudges just make your life so sweet. 
It's so beautiful. And that you brought it up. You're right. You you brought up what I love is um, there are many, many Bible verses, many accounts in the word of God that say, um, that actually tell us what it's like in the presence of God. Because some people are afraid Uh, of it, right? If you Mm. don't have, if you don't have an experience with that and you're like, oh, that would freak me out because if God was really here, I'd be struck down by lightning. Like that's Mm. what we, we have this, this, this preconceived notion, but that's, not the truth. And so many times in scripture, it says in the presence of God is strength and joy. So where you experience God, where the Lord is, where you experience the presence of God, you have strength and joy. Yes. God is holy. Yes. God is powerful. But more often than not, the descriptions of in the presence of God, there is the fullness of joy. And so the reason I'm so passionate about this and, and releasing the truth of joy to the world is because I feel like what the, the, the church or religion or society has done is taken joy and made it this sort of optional fruit on the Sunday of life. Like joy (laughs) is only reserved for, you know, cute young girls or children or people without any care in the world. And that's not Mm. the truth. The truth is joy is the second fruit of the spirit between love and peace. The Bible is not an arbitrarily written book and things are very important and order is important. And the Lord chose to reveal through Paul in the book of Galatians that it's love, joy, peace. Mm. That's really a a powerful thing. It's not just this arbitrary thing. So I really believe that God is just tired of, of joy being sucked out of the relationship that he wants to have Mm. with us. The gospel, the the gospel, we we hear that word, we throw that around, but gospel translates good news. Yeah. Like good news, not lame news, not terrifying news, like good (laughs) news. And good news produces great joy. And that's, you know, what I love is is when, um, you know, Jesus is born and the angels trumpet and it says, behold, I bring you good news of great joy. And that's, what the Lord wants to restore to the world. I really believe he says, you're missing the point. <laughs> like if right. you call yourself yes. a Christian and you're not experiencing joy, you're missing out. Like, yeah. cause that's what totally. is in the presence of God. Yeah. That, that old Testament thinking. I, um, I think about that statistic that they did a big study about why people don't pray. And the number one reason why people don't pray is because they think God's mad at them. And we want to tell you people that God is madly in love with you. He's not lovingly mad at you. He's madly in love with you, right? He just longs to just have that time with you and to reveal himself as, as that joy, as everything you ever, ever need. It's just so, so important, the deception that's going on. Um, in the world, it's so sad. So we want to get rid of all the shadows, you know, all the things for that sure. are keeping you um, blinded by his love. It's, it's, um, it's time for all of that to go away. We are in an age truly of disruption. So every single pattern and paradigm and belief system that keeps you limited or away from the goodness of God, it, it needs to go. It just totally needs to go. Yeah. So yeah. We, uh, I, I love, I love the saying, you know, the, the truth today is that God's in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> God is in a good mood. That's the truth. God doesn't wake up angry. He's not, God is not, you know, it doesn't work that way. The yeah, Lord sees you and he sees me and he sees everyone as the apple 
of his eyes as his yeah. beautiful and perfect creation. And yes, is there goo that gets thrown on us and that we step in and roll around in? Yes. But the truth is he still sees just like you would look at a child and say, that's still my child. Yeah. You know, I, I, we are loved and we are because of Jesus forgiven and have access to the father through the Lord Jesus. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a wonderful thing. And you say, God is in a good mood today. And what would happen if, how would I act if I really believed that God is in a good mood? If I really believe that. Okay, we are going to talk, um, Pastor Susan and myself and many of you have gone through times in your life that have left you feeling a bit of shame or guilt or regret or like, man, I somehow missed it. You know, we've all got those things um, in our life. But she talks a lot about getting out because that is the thing that keeps us from the, the pure light of, of truth, you know, that wants to free you. So a little bit about shame, you know, shame is what keeps us in that place of unworthiness. So tell us a little bit about your story and and how you came out of that place of hiding or that place of of darkness or shadow or whatever you want to call it and into this light, you know. Yeah, well, you know, shame, shame, shame is super popular, right? There's a lot of people around and lots of people, everybody's talking about shame Mm -hmm. and, you know, finally, (laughs) thank God, (laughs) because what shame says is, you know, guilt says I did something wrong. That thing that I did was wrong and I feel bad about it. And right. good. Okay, good. <laughs> that's what that's behavior yeah. modification, right? Yeah. But shame says I'm the problem. That thing I did is wrong because I'm wrong. I'm the problem. But that's not the truth of who we are. And if the enemy of our souls and the world can get us to believe that we're the problem, then it changes the way we live our lives because if I'm the problem then I'm going to stop trying to be any kind of solution and the the truth is though that we are masterpiece creations from the master creator and no matter what choices that we've made God still sees us as his beautiful creation God doesn't make junk and so when we recognize that we recognize that there is a way to um be free from the guilt and be free from the lie that we believe about ourselves as far as the shame, um, we step into new levels of freedom. And that is powerful. We actually, got, you know, there's a reason we're on this earth. We, God is, you know, is almighty God, but he uses us in this world. And so you're not the problem. You are, with the power of God, the solution. Mm-hmm. And so when we get rid of shame, we can actually uh, accomplish unbelievable things in the name of Jesus. So for me, um, I had a great life growing up, and I was really grateful. And But about 21 years old-ish, I, I was just frustrated because I had all these other friends who you know, had these powerful testimonies of coming to know the Lord or, or walking through crazy things, and, and then they were on the other side of it, and it was really cool. And I was like, well, I've just kind of had a really good life, and I don't feel like I have anything to contribute. I, ha- I don't have a story. And oh, I'm like, be careful God. what you pray for, right? Be careful what you pray <laughs> for. My daughter, because I got a story. <laughs> right? And you're like, no, actually, that's a beautiful thing. You don't really need to go through the pit, you know, to have a story. But I, uh, within a very short amount of time, experienced, Deep, deep grief. Uh, I lost um, all the female blood relatives in my family. There was five of them um, passed away, and it was really painful. Oh and God. in that, yeah, it was crazy. And I also, during that time, 
uh, was with somebody, I was dating uh, a man, and I got pregnant. And I, even as a Christian, um, I made a decision out of fear. I made a decision out of um, shame to have an abortion. And I didn't tell anybody. Uh, my boyfriend at the time uh, paid for it, and we just had it done and got rid of the problem. That's in my mind at the time. There was too many things going on in my world and my family, I, and I just needed to get rid of this situation. And I never told anybody. And then a year later, my mom passed away. I, I, I got married to that man. And, um, and then 30 days after that, uh, my husband that I married uh, cheated on me. And uh, 30 days after that, my mom died. And that was sort of the end of all of the, the females in my life passing away. It was sort of the culmination. And I found myself with a story. And mm. I and it was so painful and crazy, and I just carried so much shame. And so there was so much pain already that I couldn't deal with the choice that I had made and the pain that it was causing me. I just kept it secret. And I continued to live in a marriage for five years that was um, horribly broken. And, um, you know, when it starts with 30 days in, your husband cheats on you like that. That's kind of um, definitely sets up life for for being difficult. And yeah. um, I didn't know how to deal with it because I was in so much pain. I didn't know how to like, one, I was experiencing so much shame and regret and remorse for the abortion that I had. I didn't think that I could add divorce to that because I didn't think I could carry any more shame. Mm. Like I was, I was a problem. If the world knew and if my family knew what was really going on, then I brought shame into my family by, you know, having this abortion and getting divorced. I, I just didn't think I could survive it. Mm-hmm. And when my mom passed away 30 days after this experience with the unfaithful behavior and, and all that, my, one of my first thoughts was, well, she knows now because oh. I hated, hated, hated keeping a secret from my mom who was also like my best friend. And I just thought there was so much peace knowing that she was in heaven and that she knew, she knew the truth and that that baby oh, that I, wow. that I aborted was in heaven with my mother. And I found solace in that. But five years of being in a really hellacious marriage, um, when that ended, I was mightily freed from that. The Lord released me from that. Um, I had to start dealing, right? I had to deal with the shame. I had to recognize that I was being released and freed from a marriage that I never, ever thought I would be someone who was divorced. I, that was not something I was about to do. But when the Lord released me from that, it wasn't my choice, and, and he freed me from it. Um, mm. I was able to start healing and saying, this is not a giant D on my chest, like a red, you know, like, mm. like the scarlet letter. I could get over the fact that I was not walking around with this label of divorced person. And then on top of that, after the Lord was doing some work on me to free me from the shame of that, he worked on, on freeing me from the shame of having an abortion. And it's a big thing. I'm a pastor. I'm a, I'm Mm -hmm. a public figure. I, I, and many, and the reason I'm bold about talking about this is because what it didn't do was disqualify me. Amen. I was able to walk on a journey with the Lord of repentance and healing. And what I got in return 
with freedom and joy. And the Lord brought me an amazing husband who had three daughters. And so in return, I got a husband and children. And that's, that is the way of the kingdom. When you yeah. think you are, you are signing up for eternal damnation and separation from God in the healing process, in the restoration of my identity and the forgiveness of Jesus, I got abundantly more than I could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. That's the kingdom. That's yeah. the love of the Lord. So I'm really bold about talking about it because, because of who Jesus is, his kindness, his love, and his powerful forgiveness, I don't walk in shame. Shame has no bearing on my life because when King Jesus shows up, everything changes. Yeah. So the Lord took me through um, some powerful healing encounters and showed me that God's even present in that moment. In the mm-hmm. moment that I thought I would be completely alone and isolated and abandoned by God, Jesus showed up in that moment of when I was making the choice to uh, have an abortion. And when mm-hmm. King Jesus shows up, everything changes. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the truth and for healing that no matter what, it doesn't make us junk. I still am a creation, a mighty, beautiful creation of the creator God. Amen. Amen. Oh, and this is people, this is the secret to forgiveness, to freedom, and to that ability to live without judgment. I mean, we know yeah. that, you know, hypocrisy is the only thing that really got yeah. Jesus angry. It's just that, that whitewashed tomb <laughs> yeah. that's full of dead bones, you know. If we can't see yeah. our own need for resurrection life, our own need for forgiveness, our own need for freedom, if we can't get honest enough and transparent enough to be able to see that in ourselves, we're never going to be able to be the living, breathing body out there loving the people, you know, with um, absolute right. grace and mercy. So I you know, that's what we have to offer when we go through what we need to go through to get honest and, and get the, the dead bones resurrected. It's, uh, it's just incredible. The radiant, like, I don't even know, Susan, I'm on the other side of town. She is in my valley here um, in Southern California, but like, I mean, I could feel your presence way on the other side of town and I hear your name every once in a while. And I just knew I needed to reach out. So, I mean, that's the power of, of a life that's been freed and is truly walking in the truth of the gospel. So I just, um, Ah, keep sharing boldly, girl. You know, you know, you're out there in a good way. Well, it is, it is. is, Thank you. I, but it's to to the glory of God. And I recognize that when I come out and I make these statements and I share my personal story, I recognize that it opens the door for other people to shame me, to, um, to say, Oh, well, you're disqualified or, Oh, you're a woman. You can't do this. Or, Oh, you're been divorced. You can't, Oh, you're a sinner. (laughs) Well, I am a sinner saved by grace standing as a saint in the kingdom because of Jesus. And, and that I recognize that I'm, I surround myself with the truth of God as a shield and so even people's judgment and the shame that people want to throw on me, I, I imagine the shield around me, it's like, pew, pew. it just sort of like, it like bounces <laughs> off of me because yeah. I know that I don't mind that if I have to sacrifice what that risk that people may, you know, feel a certain way about me because of those things, I will sacrifice that to the glory of God so that those who have lived real life and experienced pain can be freed as well. Amen. Amen. Exactly. It's so good. That's so good. 
I was listening to that song Strong this morning. Um, you know, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. And, and another line, line, and it's so good. And he says, don't act like I didn't tell you. You know, the cross <laughs> is right there in the front. Like the very beginning, it's like die to everything that's not of me, you know, so that you yeah. can really get this life that I'm talking about, this yeah. abundant life of freedom. Just be willing to put yourself out there in front of the people and take whatever, you know, um, fiery darts come your way you're protected from it all and it's really fun to live fearlessly like that to not care about the opinions of other people and to let their own judgment you know reveal themselves to themselves hopefully is what happens when we get up and we tell these stories hopefully people take a look at themselves and say you know notice their thoughts and 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 be willing to surrender all of that so it's very important that we stand for the people honestly yeah i think so and i think the more we talk about this the better it is because um honestly, we believe the lie of easy. We believe Mm. the lie that a Christian life should be easy, that our lives should be without pain and difficulty, but that was never, ever modeled in the life of Jesus. No. And if the life, (laughs) if we are, if we are Christ followers and Jesus lived the sinless life and he is the model, we, we are lying to ourselves and we are believing a lie and not actually Christ followers. If we believe that life should be easy and perfect. Mm-hmm. Because while Jesus was per- perfect, his life was never easy. Mm-hmm. He didn't carry burden, but he still dealt with a lot of very hard things. And he took the burdens and cast them onto his father in heaven, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's not that feeling overwhelmed, feeling tired, feeling anxiety, those are not sin. That is not uh, That is not a um uh, a marker of living a less than life. It's called being human. And Jesus right. came as human. So when we, when we do experience those things, praise God, Jesus exampled it to us by, you know, sweating blood in the garden. <laughs> like he experienced anxiety and fear. It's just, he modeled what to do with that information. Yeah. We, we recognize these feelings. We have this experience and we rest. We talk to the Lord. We surrender to the will of the Father, trusting that God is good. We, we, Jesus yeah. did all that we needed to do. And so what you can know is that a difficult life full of strife and hard things around you doesn't need to steal your joy. Even mm-hmm. when you're in the most difficult, in the most painful seasons of your life, joy is present and we can back it up biblically because it says, right? That Jesus, with the, at, on the cross, experienced joy. It was the joy set before him that he endured the cross, which means there was joy present while he was hanging on the cross dying for our sins. Amen. That is a complete oxymoron to our way of thinking. Mm-hmm. That you cannot suffer and experience joy. But Jesus mm-hmm. did. Yeah. And joy, yeah. again, is not circumstantial hope and future was the joy it was you in eternity with him it was anyone listening it was you being born and living and being in eternity it that was the hope set before him and the joy of you and your future and and so when that's where strength comes in so that's like the proof that the joy of the lord is our strength Joy, I think, is a super fruit. It's a super fruit, right? Like, yeah. it is truly, I think, the strongest. And, of course, the enemy wants to rob us of that. 
right? Like, if right. that's the thing that powered Jesus, oh my gosh, I'm going to preach, Stacey. If that's the thing that powered Jesus to endure the cross, joy, yeah. then why wouldn't the enemy want to rob us and, and make us believe the lie that it's not for you? Joy isn't for you. Yeah. That's what the enemy tells people all the time. I hear it all the time. Oh, my gosh. I have had more times where people will come up to me and repent to my face. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. I'm like, why are you telling me this? And they will say, I have not liked you. Oh, I see awesome. you. I see you online. I see you preaching. I see you around. And I don't like you. And I haven't liked <laughs> you. And I repent. And they have literally repented to my face and said, will you forgive me? I said, I ain't got nothing to forgive you for, but okay. Because they recognized that it was the voice of the enemy saying, that's fake. That's not Mm -hmm. real. And you will never have what she has. Mm -hmm. And so when that's the voice that they're believing, they don't like me. But okay, I bless you to not like me. That's fine. But the truth is, why? Why don't you like me? Is it yeah. because the enemy is saying she's not real, she's full of it, her joy is fake, it's an or, you will never have what she has. And when, when people recognize that that's the voice of the enemy talking, they have literally come up to me and apologized to me. So and imagine how many people haven't done that. If there are mm. many people who have, I can just imagine how many haven't. And, and there's no need to. You know, yeah. nobody needs to say those things to me. But yeah. the truth is joy is for you. It is for you. Amen. For everybody. Oh, that's right. joy, the that's acronym, right. Jesus, others, you, you know, in the Sunday school classes. Um, oh, yeah. Teach that and, I, and, I, and I see it even today, like understanding again when he's Lord, you know, when you look to him first and you understand that he lives in you, that Christ in you is that hope that takes you out of the pain, out of the struggle, out of the suffering, you know, in order to endure. I, I say that even in my spin class, like joy, you know, for the joy set before you, he endured for the joy, you can endure this class for the joy, right? Like there's right, got to be right. joy on the other side of it. It's so beautiful. Absolutely. So good. Yeah, All and, right, and so again, I, the recognition. Go ahead. No, you. The recognition. Well, I just the recognition that it's not circumstantial and it's yes. not an emotion. Like happiness, yes. Oh my gosh, it's a it's a feeling. I yeah. can be unhappy and still experience joy. It's the buoyant mm-hmm. sense of well-being. My joy. You remember the movie Hope Floats? Yes. I just love the term. Okay. I don't really remember the movie, but I, re- I just, the title is so good, right? Hope <laughs> floats. And, and yeah. that's, that's joy, right? Joy yeah. doesn't sink. It's a buoyant sense of well-being. Because yeah. of my salvation and who Jesus is and who I know my Father is in heaven, that is because I will never sink. That's right. the buoyant sense. It's, that's the foundation. I will never sink. And so I can still, you know, I, I'm unhappy when I'm cold. I do not like to be cold, and I am unhappy when I don't have my tea, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I am always <laughs> joyful, and that's the truth, and the same it's can the go ice for you. It's making me cold. <laughs> right? For sure. Well, don't, I do do, it's hot tea in the morning, for sure. Okay, okay, for sure. <laughs> I got a heating um, little pocket. My sister-in-law bought me a heating blanket, but it's like a pocket for your feet. And so I Ooh. put it under my desk. It's hilarious. But when my feet are warm, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Yeah. Oh, Stacey, so you funny. need to send, send me the name. I got to get one. I need that. I really need it. <laughs> it's a great gift. Okay, I'll figure it out. It's awesome. So good. <laughs> 
Hey, um, if you think that you are here to bring glory to God, I hear that a lot in the church. You know, like, why are you here? I'm going to bring glory to God. Well, what, what is it? What does that really mean? Like, what what exactly does that look like? And and really, like, the bottom line is this: like, this right here. Don't deny, denounce, deprive God of glory by not being in His presence and 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 really being this joy that Pastor Susan's talking about. You guys, it's so right there. It's right there for all of us in this moment in His presence. Is fullness of joy. So we want to leave you with that because this is a powerful message. And we're, you know, a lot of us are, are really um, celebrating, you know, the resurrection this weekend. And I just want you to remember what, what he, the price that he paid to give us this is just, it's beyond anything we could ever imagine, but it's there for all of us. So anyways, receive Amen. it. Receive it. Amen. You can get this awesome 28 day challenge of living the best day ever, every day, right? No bad dates. I love that. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's a free it's Best Day Ever Challenge is super fun. Yeah, it's on the, one of my blogs. Uh, it's called the Best Day Ever Challenge. Um, but uh, the radio station, Joy 99 in West Michigan, uh, it's one of the things that they do, and it's so fun. It's every week there's a challenge to um, to just do something uh, wonderful to make it not only the best day ever for you but for someone else, and uh, it's super right. fun. So that's uh, a PDF available. And also if you sign up on my website at uh, seasonbowers.com if you put your email address in you'll get uh, a 28 day of joy devotional which I'll send to you oh that's the one I was thinking of okay okay so 99.5 yeah. now the radio um, show at 99.5 is it like certain time slots that you're on or oh, how do we hear you oh join oh join 99 in West Michigan is um, you can go to join 99.com uh, okay. And they even have an app. But I'm on from 10 to 2 every day Monday through Friday oh and I'm nice. yeah so it's pre-recorded so that's why I'm currently talking to you and not <laughs> like and she's on the line I know I just ruined I just ruined radio I just ruined radio for people I pre-record my show but um <laughs> and uh, yeah so that's fun and then um but yes I I'm just can I just speak really quick I know we got to go but just speak really quick about oh, the yeah. glory um yeah. it's true we do we throw it around oh to the glory of God yeah to the glory it's something we throw around a lot but <laughs> truly what glorifies God the most is when we live fully as his masterpiece and his creation the glory of God is everywhere in creation, right? You look, I, oh my gosh, there's a pic, there's a tree outside this room I'm in right now that is the most stunning thing I've ever seen. That's the glory of God, the glory, the expression of God. And when we live fully and freely in who he's created us to be in the freedom from sin and shame and guilt and all of that, that we glorify God. It's not about like, oh, don't look at me. It's not about me. You know what? Me living oh. in my identity in Jesus is glorifying to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And so, yeah, it, it, we, we truly, we get it backwards sometimes. Um, mm. and, and I think that as we recognize more and more about the, the beauty of who God is and, and that he doesn't create junk and we stand in the truth of that, that Jesus glorified the Lord fully by being fully him. Amen. And, yeah. uh, and we can do that too. So good, so good. We are the glory of his creation, right? So yes, beautiful, yes. the full expression of Jesus Christ on earth. That's, that is, that's, that's the glory yes. of God, his goodness. Oh, so good. <laughs> we could talk about this forever. I love it, love it, love I it. I know, I know. Oh, uh, so yes, joy is sustainable people. You really can live with this, what we're talking about. You can live in this kind of strength every single day. So when you, when you hear the term muscle up, this is what we're talking right. about. Enter into the joy. 
truly, it's right there for yeah. all of you. So thank you, Susan, for, for being you. here today. Oh, gosh, what a, what a joy. What a joy to have you. What a delight <laughs> uh, to spend this time together. So you guys reach out, SusanBowers.com um, and join 99 in Michigan and .com, join99.com as well. Um, Anyways, you can connect with her on social media as well. And if you are looking for coaching or you want to amplify your voice or you know it's time for you to step it up and become that fullest expression of yourself and Christ on the earth, then reach out to me at stacyc.com, S-C-A-C-E-Y-C.com. And we've got coaching programs and I can help you finish your book and get on the radio and do all kinds of cool stuff. So reach out anytime. I'm here for you. And um, we just Pray that you have the best day ever, every single day that you enter into the joy of the Lord. And be, most of all, be the change that you're hoping to see in the world. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Bye, Pastor Susan. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah.